0: Ricksmen Rock!
1: Howdy, folks, and welcome once again to Drink, Spin, Run. Um, I'm Adam Miskevich, one of your two co-hosts, along with Don Stroud, my lovely co-host. Uh, and before we get into our guests or anything, I realize I should have probably told them this, that this was going to happen. But uh, before we talk to our guests, first off, da- Don, say hi. Hello. <laughs> Actually, for the first time ever, I got to go to Don's house the other day to bring him uh, the awesome stuff that uh, our wonderful contributors, when they bought the Drink, Spin, Run shirts Effectively, you guys bought us new mics and headphones and stuff Which I'm wearing the headphones, Don's using the mic and the headphones But so, anyway, I actually got to go to Don's house for the first time the other day That has nothing to do with this story that I'm about to tell you Um, A while ago, we got an email from Pete Schwab Did any of you guys get a chance to meet Pete Schwab at uh, UConn? No? Okay uh, <laughs> neat guy There was a lot uh, of in drinking chi- involved There was a lot of drinking involved uh, Pete Schwab's a neat guy He's from Chicago um, And uh, he's, he's one of the DCC crowd folks So um, go figure Those are the folks who start paying attention To this podcast first So Pete asked a question a while back And I feel really bad about just now Answering it on air uh, he said, hey, Adam and Don, I was just listening to the episode about running con games. That's how long it was. And I'm finding it very informative. If there's an opportunity, could you guys do a show covering how you approach developing material for campaign settings from scratch? What are the essential ingredients for getting started? And how much do you feel you need to have an on hand before you begin? Also, what considerations in terms of rule sets and how much do you feel like you need to tailor aspects beforehand Based on player temperament slash style. Uh, thanks. Really enjoying the show. Keep up the good work. Okay, so Pete, I've got great news for you and all of our other listeners. Um, in two weeks, when we record our next show, we will be doing a we'll be devoting a whole show to that uh, topic. You know, world building, campaign building, what do you need to get started? Um, and our guests are going to be the awesome, very awesome Mr. Mike Evans uh, from the Hubris setting. Um, and the Uh, infamous Raphael Chandler. Uh, And those two gents will be joining us to talk about that stuff. Should be a great time. I'll be tuning Uh, in. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Andy, that's great. <laughs> uh, and that brings me to our 1st the first of our two guests. Uh, Andy Lennox, you are from the 20 Minutes of Filler podcast, and as we discovered right before this, uh, longtime mutual rock and roll friends. So, yes. Uh...
0: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, 20 Minutes of Filler podcast, it's a podcast I do with Jason Katarski, um, and we talk about short little games, um, generally tabletop little games, but I, I tend to... Just spill my guts about all the stuff I've been doing with D&D and that show lately because we play a lot of 5th edition so that's uh that's how I end up here.
1: It is indeed how you end up here. <laughs> uh and our other guest tonight is the also lovely Mr. Shane Harsh of Legends Myths, one of the designers of the Neurosia setting for it's for Hero system as well as 5E, right?
2: Well, that's, that, that's essentially what we're in process. We're wrapping up the uh, the development on the 5th edition, or excuse me, on the Hero System version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's difficult for me to talk about 5th edition, because Hero was a 5th edition, it's now 6th edition. Right, so anytime we say 5th right, edition, right. those of us in the yeah, Hero System... Yeah, what system, are we talking about? Yeah, Exactly. A couple um, of different
1: editions, yeah. So
2: we're wrapping up the development on the Hero System portion of it, and then preparing for the next phase, which is the launch of uh, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition... And the Fate version of the game. Very
1: cool. Oh, you're doing a Fate version. Yes. Huh. Nice. You, <laughs> now I understand your comments from earlier today on the other thread.
2: Indeed, Got indeed.
1: Uh, and Shane is also one of the dudes who runs Yukon, um, who listeners will remember is a very excellent, uh, very local convention to us here in Ypsilanti, as it literally happens down the street from my house. Yes. Um, thank you. <laughs> so, guys, thanks for being here with us. Um, this is our eighth episode. This is pretty exciting. And well, I mean, the way that you could count it, this might be our 16th or th- 17th episode. No, <laughs> this is 8.1, uh, eight, right? Eight, eight, 18, 8.1, 8.1 We're doing 8.2 in a few minutes. Subclause but, uh, two. Yeah. So <laughs> we have, we had like a 3.3 at one point, And that was because I just, I was hanging out with Tim. Uh, uh, to uh, Wow name blank right now Callahan hanging out with Tim Callahan. Yeah, 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 jeez. Just cuz he's like you know practically <laughs> a member of the show. All right, so uh, well, let's get down to it, guys, shall we? Shane, what are you drinking? I saw that fancy glass you got there. Let me see that again.
2: Well, I'm I'm doing I you know, I'm usually a two-fisted <laughs> drinker cuz I like to economize. <laughs> um so usually, you know, I'll have uh some form of whiskey tonight okay. uh We are going with a a, a, a small bottle of Buffalo Trace um, for scale. You know, that's helpful, right? Uh, So we got a little Buffalo Trace tonight. We're doing it on the rocks with the the large rock, and then of course we're going local with a uh, with a Dirty
1: Bastard Mm. from uh, from Founders founders again <laughs> that brewery that comes up every freaking episode it's, of the show it's the only uh, so
0: i work, i work at home and i work with a bunch of california beer snobs and founders is the only way that i them all jealous of me. <laughs> have you introduced them to a brewery vivant no not yet not yet
2: yeah that, that i was
0: actually that's that, the that next was, one i'm bringing out there for trading yeah that <laughs> was
2: that was actually what i was gunning for tonight but they were all out so the big red cock or the uh, tree the bucket. tree bucket
0: this is the best IPA I've ever I've ever had. It's so good. Uh, I'm I'll just jump jump the gun here. Uh,
3: yeah, it, <laughs> Andy.
0: I'm drinking so so I came back from California and I tried to get a bunch of beers that we don't have out here because I knew we were going to be on the show and so I've got this this is Anderson Valley Bourbon Barrel Stout. It is a malt beverage aged aged in wild turkey bourbon barrels. So wild turkey bourbon. <laughs> It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, And then the last one that we just polished off was this Allagash Brewery Hero Ale Aged in Oak Bourbon Barrels. As you can see, I like my bourbon barrel ale. Yeah. And uh, this one was pretty intense. It was really great. It tasted like a Belgian triple, but like aged in bourbon barrels. It was really good.
1: Well, funny you mentioned bourbon barrel because (laughs) I, myself... (laughs) <laughs> uh, I've got the dragon's milk from New Holland. Uh, the yet again something that gets brought up every couple of episodes, and I just figured, fuck it, I'm drinking it. Damn it, um, it's
0: it's so good and it's always so available. Around you here. know,
2: Michigan, Michigan's tracking to be the beer capital of the world. So you know,
1: these are these are good times for us. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. This is this is the first all Michigan podcast we've had. It's kind of exciting. Uh, like we were saying before that we started the show that. Um, all of us here uh, got the joy of having a snow day today, uh, mm-hmm. because we got hit by the the snowpocalypse, uh, which really, even if it's like apparently a record-breaking snowstorm, wasn't all that bad, you know? No, I
2: was actually just talking to Brendan LaSalle uh, from mm-hmm. Goodman Games, and uh, he was telling me that they're getting a one-two punch. They got 36 inches last week, and now what we just got is drifting into his place, mm-hmm. so... Huh, yeah, where is he? He's up in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: You can only call it like snow, snow so many times yeah, before it starts. I know, really. Edge. I mean, how many end, end, on the end, the end of the world by snow can you have?
1: Did you notice too, like how last year when like the 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 the, the multiple snowpocalypse hit, <laughs> snowpocalypse here, uh, like. They had, like, all of these movies about, like, the world ending and everything being really cold at the same time, too. It's almost as if they've got some kind of marketing deal going with the snow, you know? Because there was Snowpiercer, (laughs) and there was some... The Colony, that had... With Larry Fishburne, Mm -hmm. you know, that that was also, you know...
0: The the weather's getting a cut of it, or something.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) I I haven't figured that part out, but it's a pretty off. Really, it's in the zeitgeist. Pretty weird conspiracy
0: theory, but I'm I'm on board. Count me in.
1: (laughs) Good. I'm glad to hear we're on the same page. (laughs) Don, what are you drinking?
3: I am drinking (laughs) Founders Black Rye. How was that? (laughs) <laughs> it is it is it is good. It is uh you know it's a dry hopped, dark ale, brewed with rye. I like all the rye. All the rye PAs, um Red's rye. I've almost uh, picked that up like
0: three or four times and just hit the bullet.
3: Yeah. I think I think it's good. I only have a bottle and I might after the uh into the next segment I might have to get a centennial IPA. From Founders, from upstairs. That's so I'm classic. also going with Founders. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I'm not original, <laughs> but I like I like Founders. We there's really a, reason. there's a reason.
1: it shows up every episode of Drinks Pan. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah, there's a reason for it. It's because they just keep making damn good stuff. You know, it's so true. We should get them as a sponsor. We should approach them after this episode. And get them like, on the show. I wonder. Yeah.
0: If, I wonder if they play. They gotta RPGs. have a brim-
1: yeah, we should. Somebody we should find out does. if they have a game night out there in Grand Rapids, and we'll go out there. Yeah, and be like, hey, we talk hey. about your beer all the time on our gaming. Podcast. Yeah. But that's neither here nor. Or here. just, <laughs> or just get
3: free, or or just get free founders.
1: I'll I will be drink paid in founders. That'd be fine. Yeah. It's a good it's a good angle for free beer though. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I mean, why do we do this to get free stuff? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, to get rich. Nah.
0: It's to get rich and famous.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <Is that it? laughs> you have a diagram for how that works because I'm still trying to sort that out. <laughs> sure, make, it. make
0: podcast, rich and famous. Like you don't yeah. need a diagram.
1: You know, no, no. I, I figured that. I think the people who the only people who make a lot of money off podcasts are the people who are they they teach people how to podcast. You know. Those are the yeah. folks, you know, like, right, like yeah. oh, learn how yeah. to podcast. But I'm such a successful podcaster. The yada 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 yada. You know, it's uh, those are the guys who're making money and they're assholes. Yeah, you're yeah, the yeah. motivation you like speakers people, of the day.
0: You gotta sell people their dreams, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just
0: say, oh, yo, yeah, you'll be rich and famous. Do what I say.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> I don't uh, that <laughs> is it my
3: turn to ask a question? You, uh, about why something? don't
1: you do that, Don? I mean, hey. Um, <laughs> let's, let's,
3: let's go with Shane. All what right, are you spinning? Right. What am I spinning? Well, you know,
2: like, do, do we have a time period or you just like what I've spun recently? What, what have what, you, what, what have you parameters? been
1: listening to recently that you're like, Hey, this is a thing that I've been really digging and I think everybody else would like it too. Maybe not
2: everybody. So I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do a free plug and, and maybe we'll all get free Spotify for it. But you know, I'm a huge oh, okay. Spotify fan uh yeah. and it, yeah we've i've got two young daughters and uh i just got tired of buying CDs because music changes so quickly so mm-hmm. that's great for pop but what's really fantastic is there there is so much music that's available for you to just dig through yeah
1: so i, li- I listen to that really, too. i mean Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah.
2: You. So, so really since, um, I'd probably say since, uh, since Yukon, um, I really started digging into, uh, hard psychedelic seventies rock, uh, just trying to, you know, get kind of, kind of dig into it, find the roots uh, I know s- some of my family members, especially my uncle, was very much into all of that, but you know his disc collection is gone uh so it 's been fun to explore so so on that tact uh i 've been doing uh Hawkwind uh i 've been doing <laughs> stray and uh i 've been doing um let 's see Hawkwind stray uh let me just check my spotify list here well those th- those are the those are the two
1: <laughs> the two biggies uh, Awesome. yeah hawkwind, uh, hawkwind comes up with our guests a lot i mean i guess you probably won't be surprised yeah. that hawkwind features prominently on a gaming podcast when people are talking about music right no, absolutely <laughs> and and
2: uh, it's well, you know i mean they're their classic space alert you know 1973 mm-hmm. uh, just just really really good um, Stray is, uh, you know, there's all your mind. It's, it's, you know, nine minutes of just diving in. Um, and then, uh, Satori has, has that ever come up? No. Um, that's Satori, <laughs> Satori is the album and it's okay. the, uh, flower, flower traveling band. Uh, and this is, this is actually Japanese, uh, hard psychedelia from the seventies. Uh, but, but I kid you not, it is,
0: that is a deep cut. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it it is, it is
2: seriously worth exploring, um, just because they, they, they really get it. Uh, so that's, that's what I've been doing along that. Uh, and then just uh, digging back into punk, you know, I never, as, as a young child of the seventies and the eighties, I was at the tail end of punk, uh, and we were poor. I honestly, I swear to God, I did not own a radio until 1982, uh, so I had really no ability to control my musical destiny at all. Uh, and I kind of picked up the tail end of the punk scene. Uh, I very much liked it. Eventually, myself evolved through new romantic and uh, into the goth scene and industrial. But uh now going back and digging into punk uh and Spotify's been great for that too just really digging in some of the the classic punk tracks and uh and being
3: able to explore that so there you go
1: nice great yeah that's a good list man <laughs>
3: yeah let's go with um Andy next
1: Paul Bearer have you heard of Paul Bearer mm-hmm. yes Paul I've Bearer been very good i listening to
0: the, basically like that's my I have to work now so I need to I need something low key I can, I can play yeah, in the background. Help f- focus. And we'll just drone yeah. on and oh yeah, it's so good for that. Um but both of their albums, there might be more, but both of the ones I have access to. Incredible. Talk. Have you heard of these guys?
1: Bless you. So the Q <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, it's a K V K-V-E-L-E-R-T-A-K. They're Nordic? We do the Nordic? Swedish Swedish maybe? But they're mm. sort yeah. of <laughs> they're sort of like black metal meets Leonard Skinnerd. Uh, but they just have a couple huh. of really just high-energy, like, fist-pumping bangers. Awesome. And then lots and lots and lots of Ghost BC. Well, Ghost. Everywhere else in the world. But ghost BC. Infist- infistissimum. I don't know if you've heard that one, but it's well worth a listen. It's just Satan from the beginning to the end. All Satan, all day long. <laughs> Satan,
3: Satan, 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 Satan.
0: But the guy's got this, like, a really, like, nice voice.
3: <laughs> yeah 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 he's it's, a yeah he's a nice It's uh, a friendly
1: satan is what it is yeah yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it draws you in and
3: <laughs>
0: good so that's that's what i've been spinning lately cool adam what are you
3: spinning
1: uh you know um i i i'm gonna say that i've been listening lately to a band that uh i don't think i've ever mentioned on this podcast but i i feel like i i'm really remiss for not having done so don have i ever talked about ancient warlocks i don't think so no okay well that'll be in the links um they're uh they're not they're kind of doom metal not really they're more like that occult metal stuff like um but like kind of like occult metal verging on doom you know a little bit a couple of doomy elements um nice small band from uh like the Seattle area i think um good stuff great songs uh that have been really like b- going through my head really strongly are, uh uh white dwarf and super wizard they have a song called super wizard which really should tell you that i'm i would like that a lot you know that and and you know naming <laughs> a a a song after my favorite gaming magazine of all time You know, that's those two things together. And it's funny, because it's not about White Dwarf you know, Games Workshop. It's about the star, which is, you know, uh, just irony. But the other thing that I've been listening to an awful lot lately, and we have our prior guest Noah Stevens to thank for this. um, I've been listening to a lot of Django Reinhardt. Um, I had not really listened to Django Reinhardt. I mean, I kind of a little bit, you know, like I knew who he was. I knew some of his music and it just kind of got um, like mixed up. In my brain with some like Maurice Chevalier stuff, and like, the, and I just never realized how completely revolutionary he was as a musician, just as a jazz musician, just amazing. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him at all. Uh, the name but- is familiar, but that's about it uh there will be show links uh when the show goes live when the episode goes live you'll you should check them out they'll um i'll I'll link some stuff amazing guitar player uh from back in the day Uh, i think he also did some stuff on banjo as well but uh primarily i'm sorry do you play guitar uh not so often guitar more bass but uh that's I actually, uh, our mutual acquaintance John, um, he and I were playing together for a brief period of time because we oh, both nice. came through the same, like the Kalamazoo music scene at the same time, and um, we had very different takes on what that meant. <laughs> so uh, it did not. Just seems like everybody crazy.
0: who ever like, like everyone who ever mentions Django Reinhardt to me, like, see, it's like they are they are a musician. That's just yeah. the yeah. common denominator of everyone who says that you should listen to Django Reinhardt.
1: Well, and it, that's like that thing like you know like the uh, oh it's a musician's band you know he's a musician's guitar player he's a music you know uh people say that about some stupid shit that I don't understand because there are people who say that about Cheap Trick and I'm just like what the fuck are you talking about you know what, what musicians would I mean like like five guys in the 70s liked Cheap Trick and that made them the musician's band that's wonderful whatever uh yeah <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of anti-cheap trick, but that, that's <laughs> yeah, it's okay. No, I'm wow, just gonna keep man. going with it. i
0: tried multiple uh, times, and just it just always bounces off of me. I don't I don't see the so appeal at all. I don't
1: care if you want me to want you. I really don't. Care. <laughs> you know, want <laughs> It's not. You're not doing anything for me, buddy. I'm just gonna say. Um, but I no, I want the you Jane Goodall stuff. <laughs> yeah seriously like grow a pair dude no you do not get to perform beatles songs on stage and like get fucking yeah no shut the fuck up um but that's neither here nor there i uh jake Reinhardt was great that's a good thing you should totally check him out yeah he is kind of a musician musician because he does stuff with uh guitar that i'm you're not used to hearing in like later like like later big band jazz and early blues stuff well i guess it's not early blues stuff but you know like like 40s and 50s blues stuff. It's just, He does stuff that you're not used to hearing, which is always cool, you know? Um, he uses the guitar yeah. in interesting ways. So, that's what I like. Don, what are you spinning?
3: Yeah. So, uh, I I had to think long and hard because I've been at home for days and I haven't even listened to music. But uh, on Friday, I also was hitting the uh, Spotify. And I was hitting some old... Uh, some old street punk and oi favorites. Um some uh foreskins have you ever listened to them
1: <laughs>
3: no I okay have not. uh sham 69
1: fails to amuse. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the foreskins sham 69 stuff like that oh i just was like oh remember this song and i would just play it and then bounce to, to, to the next one so i think uh the foreskins always had their their evil song I'm evil, 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 evil. It had a nice beat.
2: <laughs> evil always does. It's you know the ending that becomes more complicated.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, evil should have a good beat. I mean, if you can't dance to evil, who who wants it? You know? Yeah, it's
0: it's not the lyrics; it's the beat. Yeah,
1: it's got to be seductive. <laughs> That's what makes somehow. it evil. Yeah, if you're yeah. not shaking your butt right; it's not going to be seductive at all.
0: No, it's so going to so. make you have sex and drink and then go to hell. Yeah. Like it should. So so cheers to Adam.
2: Adam, Adam, I think I think uh, you need to to highlight what you just said. If you're if you're not shaking your butt right, it's not going to be seductive. I think that's a (laughs) pool of wisdom (laughs) that you need to encapsulate
1: and carry with you. You know, someday give it to your someday after we've done enough of these episodes. I'd like to go for go through and just. Find my one nugget of wisdom from every episode because I think there's probably like one thing I say that's worth paying attention to in each episode, and just like make one, like maybe two minute long <laughs> reel of just everything I said that's worth paying attention to. It'd be that'd I'd be a that bonus episode, yeah.
0: <laughs> bonus episode
1: that'd be like
0: 16.7,
1: right? Yes, and you, you like the decimals, is that what you're getting at? You really enjoy our yes, decimals. So- Yes, it's. We great. initially had I'm it a like we're like oh this is episode two and three so... and we're like we don't even understand what that means anymore. So we're no, like let's just I'm a let's software just call it... so
0: it feels very natural to me. Yeah. Like version version numbering.
1: I'm out of beer guy,s
3: and I just want to uh, wrap up my spin section oh, with Cockspire because oh, I feel sorry. like we have to mention more cock or Cockspire or something. No,
1: no. <laughs> you know who's got me into a cocksparer? Tell us. Uh, looking Archipel, all these Wendy Wagner-Satwitz.
3: <laughs> I love that you know Wendy.
1: Yeah. It would now have the to question be. is, it is, be is this
2: a spar made of cocks
1: or sparrer. is this sparring sparrer. with cocks? One whom yeah. spars with cocks. Okay. Yeah. Got it?
2: Context is important. Yep. yes what it's a cock what fight, like cockfights you know, what
1: we're talking about yeah <laughs> well
3: like with roosters or with penai <laughs> that's that's the, i don't think the that's a proper question.
1: pluralization of the term all right i'm gonna grab another beer i'll be right back you guys settle that <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a band i haven't listened to since high school which is rudimentary peanut
3: yes i you know i was saving that for a future episode because I, I love some of their stuff i'm not listened to them oh, i don't Spotify, unless I'm selling it. <laughs> they they might not be. It seems against their whole idea, right? Well, their yeah. Whole, I mean, they were, but they you know, were they kind never, of in that you never know who camp, owns. Right?
0: Yeah, but you never know who owns the rights and yeah, sold them true. out to whoever. <laughs> so I was hoping someone sold them out so I could listen to it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I actually have some of the, that stuff on CD. Oh, really? Well, yeah, the last I knew it was like.
0: My friend had a tape, and it was, like, just this old tape. But I think he got it from his dad or something. Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: No, yeah, I've got some... Uh, I picked up some in the probably mid-90s on CD.
1: What are we talking about now? I need to hunt that I down. Uh,
3: rudimentary Pinay.
1: Oh, yes. that's Not the sophisticated yeah. ones, just the rudimentary no. ones. Right. <laughs> I'm very really sane. glad you guys didn't move on without me. I'm very... <laughs> Back to basics. Here I'm here for the cock conversation and that's what matters. Yeah, that's good.
0: I'm sorry that <laughs> I do this to every like group I hang out with. We just end up talking
3: about dicks the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt this talk to okay. ask Andy what he's reading. <laughs> so I
0: wasn't I wasn't reading much, uh and then I found out I had to be on this show. So I was like I should probably like read something. <laughs> so I'm reading two books. Um, one nonfiction, one fiction. I I I thumbed through uh, the the back. What is in PH in the new PHB called Appendix E? And, and was looking around in there. for
1: Yeah, <laughs> I knew. How they get the knew. letter wrong? I knew. Like <laughs> they got the letter wrong, man. Just don't even. You, it doesn't matter if you have to. If you, like you don't have to have appendixes you know J through M, and just, just skip like just put it appendix N, man. Yeah. Like seriously, yeah. we fucking know what it is. Call it by its right name.
0: <laughs> oh, I knew that would raise. I knew that would get you guys on my That's so. something that's
1: been very uncomfortable for me. Appendix E. Nobody wants to say that. Nobody. What was the
2: original
0: appendix E? What was the original appendix E?
1: <laughs> okay, that's uh,
0: fine. I don't know what Here the was. The original. Please appendix do. E I, I gotta know. I gotta know. Gotta
1: is. Gotta... Hold on. Oh, you are get it. It's fine. It's coming. Mine's uh, right over there. Okay, Appendix C. Appendix D. Oh! It's the alphabetical monster listing. It's it's oh. the alphabetical monster listing. The whole thing, like, where they, you know, actually tell you how much experience points the things in the monster manual are worth, you know,
0: all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Not books. So, I'm digging around in the, in the wrong appendix. And... Yeah. <laughs>
1: Just poorly named. Across, we can, um, it's just the poorly named appendix.
0: It's yeah. <laughs> the poorly named appendix. And I come across uh, Gene Wolfe, Book of the New Sun.
3: Yeah. I
0: haven't I haven't read it. I just started reading it. I'm not super far into it.
3: Um, Let me tell you about that without spoiling. Please do. I just read that on a. I, I don't know when I was reading it, but it was on an episode, and it took me like 30 to 35 pages to really get into it. Like, it was so... I would read five pages and be like, oh, I'm going to bed that's because how it was just, you. that's how I am right but now. Once you get past that hump, it's great.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. What's the, what's for, for the folks reading along at home without, uh, without giving anything away, what's the hump? Like, what do we have to look forward to? Cause 30 pages in, that's not a lot of space. Like, like, uh when I was reading Joe Abercrombie's the, the Blade itself, like the for me, the hump was once you met Inquisitor Glocta, like Yeah, that's when the book got good. What's what was it for you, Don? What what was it that made you move forward?
3: Oh, if I could remember. Uh it's probably when they start talking more about the world they live in because you kinda don't know at first, you're just like, Oh, this guy's training to be an executioner and then you start hearing these weird phrases you're like what kind of place is this and they never really come out and say but it's kind of like a weird it's like a low sci-fi sci-fi world because there are you know they they uh, mention flyers coming in they don't say what that is they mention this huge city with all these levels it's just like this huge labyrinth of a it's almost as if you were all right it's like you are in one of those hive cities in Necromunda, but l- br- like super low sci-fi. Yeah. So once yeah, I started go. hearing about that, it got good.
2: It's, now, it's- do you are, are you aware that there is actually an RPG product for New Sun? Oh, I'm going to raise up. Uh, <laughs> it was written. Uh, it was written by uh, Michael Andre Driussi, and I apologize, Michael. Um, but it is. it was written for GURPS. It's one of the few oh. licensed worlds uh, for GURPS. Um, which, on the plus side, if you're not a GURPS fan, uh, it's imminently adaptable to whatever game you're playing. So mm-hmm. um, you know, books like that are, are fantastic for helping you organize your gaming thoughts and put together a campaign. So if you guys are really digging the world... You know that might be something to dig into, so you could run it. But you yeah. you can uh, get the PDF
1: straight from SJG. Oh wow, that's that's why I own uh, Discworld and you know from GURPS. yep for that very reason. I cool. uh,
3: didn't I didn't even know about that one. But um, you were talking about two books. Yeah. Maybe, so Andy.
0: the other one is a nonfiction book uh, called "A Whack on the Side of the Head." It's a like classic book about just creativity and. And like mental blocks that stop you from appropriate for people probably listening to podcast.
1: <laughs> what do you think? Uh, so it sounds like that's probably the book that you've gone further with, right? What do you, where are you with this book and what, what would you have to, um, what are, what's your commentary?
0: I'm about halfway through. It's, it's really, it's really cool. There's like, it just explains like there's 10 things that stop, that stop you from being creative or that, Kind of ruin your creative streak in some way. And he talks mm-hmm. about like different exercises and and things that you can do to kind of get over that hump. And there's lots of little like exercises and make you yeah little little <laughs> mental yeah, brain push-ups, pushups you can do just that it's force you to idea. be creative in weird ways that you probably haven't done a lot of. And and I don't know i I like to I write lots of stuff and I'm always working on something creative, but it's always good to have have some other outlet and have somebody like. One of the things is, uh one of the blocks is perfection. That really is, like, resonating with me because I don't want to do anything if it's not going to be exactly right, and then I just mm. won't start. <laughs> so Oh, um, wow, yeah. I have that Or, same or you'll
2: never finish. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's never perfect.
0: Yeah, because, like, I'm halfway done, but it, I know I'm halfway done, and I'm like, that's not all the way done, and it's not as good as anything that's already out. So I might as well quit. <laughs> so it's... Yeah. Lots of self-defeating stuff that he talks about, like, everybody happens to everybody and good ways of tackling that. It's really good so far.
1: Cool. Good to hear. Fantastic. Shane, what are you reading?
2: Well, uh, I just finished um, and I embrace my femininity. <laughs> uh, I just finished Bossy Pants. So if you guys aren't Tina Fey fans, uh, then perhaps oh, there's going to be a rumble okay. in Ypsilanti. No, uh, And, uh, but uh, I just finished her book, Bossy Pants, which was, uh, which fantastic. Not mm-hmm. as, not as managerially insightful. Uh, <laughs> and, and I say that having a management degree, uh, but uh, nonetheless, it was, it was, uh, it was very interesting to read. And if you're a fan of 30 Rock, the behind the scenes stuff and kind of how she got there, It was just, it was really fun. Uh, And, and, you know, and just talking about Saturday Night Live and that whole culture, just fantastic. We got the 40th anniversary of Saturday Night Live coming up, and it's just, you know, it's a really interesting part of the comedy scene. Um, The book that I'm not finished with yet is uh, George Washington's Secret Six, and it's about the Culper spy ring, which. Fundamentally, were it was pivotal and critical to our success in the Revolutionary War. Uh, and thankfully, my uh, good friend Ryan O'Grady is running a uh, what he's calling uh, Gods and Men campaign uh, right now. And I'm actually playing Anna Strong, who has become the immortalization of American espionage. So it's kind of like American Gods. Uh, mm. But you know, I'm essentially playing the the immortalization of an idea, uh, and uh, the it's it's just fascinating to see really the evolution of modern spycraft, and oh, yeah. uh, you know, and and also you know, to be fair, to think about it in the context of being an insurgency, right, fighting an oppressive regime or a foreign power that is trying to exert its will. Uh, on your land right so do with that statement what you will yeah um (laughs) and then lastly uh lastly i'm a big fan of amazon prime and uh one this is their pilot season and man in the high castle was one of their pilots that they shot and it was i thought pretty fantastic yeah Uh, it's got a little rough edges here and there. Every, everything I've but, seen is
1: saying that that's the only one of their current pilots to pay it, any attention to. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, the, I mean, the that, that is based on a good, book, though, yeah?
2: This, yeah, and it's, ba- it's, a, it's a, of course a Philip K. Dick book, right? As, as all good sci-fi is. And, <laughs> uh... So now I'm reading the Philip K. Dick book. Which is interesting because the book actually kind of goes in a different direction. So there... I would say that the show is inspired by the book, and maybe you know, built on what's in the book, roughly following the storyline, but not a hundred percent. I mean, right out of the right. gate, they're doing kind of different things. Uh, but it's just a fascinating thought exercise of, you know, the classic, what if the Nazis had won? Right. And what, what mm-hmm. would that mean? What would it, what would have taken for them to won or for, for them to win what would it mean to our economy, and and so on and so forth. It, it's, you know, very, very cerebral, um, but also good fodder for RPGs, uh, as long as right. you're not paying, you know, fantasy.
1: I don't know. I'll bet you probably could do some stuff, you know, fantasy stuff with that. You could do it.
2: Well, if you wanted to fantasy file Nazis off the serial awesome, numbers and... Yeah. Yeah, fantasy Nazis would be great. You know, you essentially got to recreate that whole geopolitical sphere, which I think would be a wonderful exercise if done craftily. If done ham-fistedly,
1: it will pretty much end up in the dustbin of D20 campaign books, right? Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, we've all read The Forgotten Realms. We've seen what the Zenturim are. You know, we understand that. It's frickin' Nazis. Okay, thanks let's move on you know <laughs> all right <laughs> don what are you reading
3: i have dedicated the last four or five days to reading the five e e-books because that was my job uh i have you just finally got, the got the around bed. to that no i just returned because <laughs> i was i got you know i got the uh I got the PHPB right when it came out and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." Got the Monster Manual Reddit. The DMG was around Christmas time. I I got some gift cards and uh, it just it got pushed back. So, uh, I have Ready. It's in ready position next to the bed.
1: So, basically what you you're are saying really is listening. you for this fun part of the show, you did like the work part of the show? Is that what you're saying? yes okay. <laughs> just check you guys want to make I sure last... I know what page you're on that's fine
3: <laughs> no I've been reading though what have I been reading I, I have Hyper Hyperborea the adult Ballantine Clark Ashen Smith queued up it's ready to go I've been saving it for a while I bought those like a year and a half ago and get, uh, I don't want to rush through them because that's all there is
1: Yeah, you get two you big know? thumbs up for that yeah. from me you know I mean that's like that's my jam right there. That's right, that's, yeah. That makes me feel special inside, really. I want to make you feel special inside, Adam. You did. You made me special, feel special inside, Adam. Good. Why <laughs> don't <I'm>... you?
3: <laughs> Why don't you tell us what you've been reading then?
1: I would be happy to. Um, I have finally now. Folks who talked to me before or listen to the show know that I'm a big Lovecraft, Clark Ashton Smith, Ari e. Howard guy. It might come as a huge surprise to anybody who cares to be surprised by this that I have actually, until recently never read Robert Chalmers The King in Yellow. Oh, yeah. Um, I am reading this I'm right now. I'm signing off. I'm signing off.
2: Have you read this shit, though, <laughs> Shane? <laughs> yeah. Have you read it? No, no, I'm just calling you out on it. It's, I know! It's no, it's fucking awesome! This, Dude, I love <laughs> this shit! <laughs> uh,
1: no, I, it's to no, surprise people! Like, How, uh, how far are you into it? I am a little more than halfway. Um and All right. it's like, I think dude, so I, good. It's great. I know, like I the know first, it's polarizing, yeah. is the thing, is that a lot yeah. of people, like, they pick it up like, oh, it's just Namby Pamby Romances stuff. Like, seriously? This is some awesome stuff, man. Like, you cannot talk about, like, like, cosmological, or wait, no, that's the wrong way to say that, uh, phenomenological cosmicism without, like, touching Chalmers at some point. This is astonishing. I'm really pleased with it. Um, it's amazing to see that this is probably where Lovecraft got a lot of his ideas and just wrote stories in a very particular vein and almost feels like if this, if Chalmers was one of the dudes that Lovecraft was looking up to, he probably would want to have gone in a different direction. Um, but then again, you look at, you know, he's probably getting some Smith you know, influence there, and you know. But anyway, amazing book. I'm really digging it. If you like dig like Lovecraftianism as well as like, you know, higher literature. You know, if you want to be all snooty about it, like fucking check it out. I, amazing stuff. Don, I feel like I cut you. I off will absolutely times. do that. That I will add that to my list. You. Pff.
3: Do it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I totally behind you on some of those stories. They are fantastic. Like, I was blown away. The first one, uh, what is yeah. the
1: uh, thing used? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah that's that was awesome you do not
3: know what the hell is going on
1: and you and 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 when you think you know it's like it all just gets yanked out from under you it's just so good yeah Um, so good i feel awful just like talking about how great this book is without like being able to say anything about it but you can't talk about it it doesn't even make sense which is amazing because that's kind of a core (laughs) concept of the book is that there's shit in there you can't fucking talk about (laughs) which is mind blowing it's like it's this weird meta thing cuz i can't explain it i really can't explain it which you're not supposed to be able to do it's great i've been saving all of my energy for my explanation of what i've been reading i hope that pans out well yeah
3: it's great <laughs> it,
2: sound, it sounds it yeah. sounds like chemi- chemical assistance is required to be
3: no, able to not at all. The book, uh, no, I, I because it. it becomes chemical <laughs> assistance in your brain. Well, right?
1: Well, when you when you, th- I mean, the core concept of the King and Yellow idea, right, is this play, <laughs> the King and Yellow, and it's a play that makes you n- crazy. You know, it just it wrecks your brain and connects you with all of this Lovecraftian style like outer whateverness. And the book is this disjointed you know, just attack on your literary uh, or your thoughts about what, what literature should be like. And it's, it's in that way, like very Burroughsian. Um, and I'm a huge William S Burroughs fan. So it just it really fit well in, inside my brain. I was really very, very much enjoying it. Cause it was like the, the, the weird tales meets Burroughs and, but like a hundred years before any of that shit happened, which was pretty cool.
2: Now what if, you know, from a role-playing perspective, you combine that with the concept of bread and circuses and a, a cult that understood the power of this play and so essentially financed to bring it to the masses to drive the population insane.
1: And you, my friend, just mentioned the plot of one of the adventures in the Tatters of the King uh, 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 campaign by Chaosium. That is totally the plot of one of the adventures in there.
2: But no running? one's done it no one's done it in a fantasy context.
1: Um not necessarily. No. No. Not that I know yeah, of. Yeah.
2: That that would that would I think be something to explore.
1: Which brings <laughs> oh, us yeah. to the last component of this part of the show, which is running and uh let's mix it up. Last time we did Andy first. Shane, what are you running?
2: What am I running? Yeah. Well, right now I would uh you know I would Have to say my my complete focus is on making sure that Neurosia Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition does not break. So we've had a we've we've had an ongoing playtest campaign of Neurosia really since Neurosia was a foundation concept. And uh, we had taken a hiatus for for a couple of reasons. We brought it back, brought back that campaign, actually sat down and had everyone adapt their hero system characters to Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, uh, which was quite an exercise in and of itself. But, of course, we had to have enough D&D framework uh, in place to be able to do that. And, I, and, and I'm right. happy to say that, actually, the conversion went uh, very successfully. Uh, we really only had one casualty, uh, and his character was a fringe concept and hero to begin with, so uh I I, I that that is what it is, right? right. Uh but all the, the core the core characters that, that really map well, uh translated well. We've had one session uh in which those those characters were run and it really feels like we're playing the same characters, the story's continuing the same way. It's at it feels at about the same power level, which is important, which is 14th level. So you know where you know where where do you convert and and how do you bring those concepts over and have the players walk away from the table going, yeah, that that's that's pretty much what my guy does in the right. other game, right? You know we're not looking for a perfect translation, and uh, that's a pretty big step, especially considering that we did not convert the magic system. Uh, you know the magic system for neurosia i'm I'm very proud of it's uh you know we we support improvisational magic magic and we have a special framework for dealing with your relationship with the gods if you're a channeler and so bringing that into d and d uh in a way that still feels like d and d you know we don't want. We don't want D and D players coming to this, going, "What the hell game is this?" Right? It's right. it's got to feel like D and D. It's got to have identifiable mechanics. Um, but at the same time, we have to say, you know what? Our cosmology is a bit different from how the core cosmo- cosmological mechanics work, and our magic system has you know certain setting enforced limitations that the magic system in Dungeons and Dragons doesn't. Quite work with, so you know we've got to kind of tweak it here and there, and we were able to do that really with just um, adapting the classes properly. And you know we're 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 moving on. We got the uh, we've got the next playtest session on this coming Friday, so that's all great. And then we've been releasing that material. Uh, we started with the the channeler uh, character class, which you can find online at at LegendSmiths.com. Uh, so dig into that. If you're a fifth edition fan, let us know what you think about what we've done and our approach to dealing with the gods. And, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's really going to work out. It's a lot of fun and it's,
1: I will say that I, from a game master earlier.
2: perspective, it's, it's really, honestly, it's really easy to
1: run. I will say that I checked out the Chandler class and some of the other stuff that you had posted on your website when I was doing my man stalking of you, uh, earlier. Um, like I did with Andy. Uh <laughs> to uh you know um and, and no, I mean it's it's you know, like um if you look at the players' handbook, if you look at like even the basic rules, um, you know, what you guys are doing there is very much like in line with you know the, the stuff that's that's you know that Wizards has published, but has a very distinct feel that's that's quite a bit different than the um than vanilla five e d and d five e but we'll talk about that in a minute because I you know I mean obviously we've all mm-hmm. got our opinions on that
2: Well, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate that you you took the time to dig into that so that that's that's great thank
1: you yeah no absolutely't totally. I, I uh I don't want to have I if I have guests on if we have guests on the show and I haven't like figured out who the hell they are I feel like you know I know you Shane but still I want to <laughs> know more about what you do you know so I was explaining to Andy that I was man stalking him. Um, earlier today, and had a very difficult time finding stuff about him. So, anyway, Andy, what are you running?
0: So, I'm running what might be uh, the most ambitious RPG campaign ever, and that is, we're running a game Mm. with kids running around in the house. (laughs) So, uh, right now my group is is me and a couple of uh, other parents. We've been running a game where we have to like game a little bit, make sure the kids aren't killing each other. They're all like really too small to be trying to do right now. So uh it's been. How a lot.
1: small are the kids? What what age are we talking? Uh, we've here? got
0: like a from two to four. There's nice four Yeah, so that is utter chaos. It's <laughs> so it. yeah. chaos. So like we have to. <laughs> I have to run the game in a very particular sort of way, um, and thankfully this. What what I'm running sort of fits that, and that's the bought the DD starter set because we had not been playing anything in a long time.
2: Well, and, and and while you're looking that up, the the starter set is fantastic. Hold on, hold on. Oh, let's oh, hold off yeah. opinions
1: on the starter set. All right, yeah, because like yeah, seriously, that's how uh eight point two is going to start. Okay, eight point two. Let's let's hold <laughs> off on that. Oh, we're in eight
2: point one. So no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: I've been running. I've been running the Lost Minds of Fandelver, which is in the starter set, and it's it's great. It has like. The, the adventures are all these very small vignettes that you can run mm-hmm. these like sort of independent encounters uh one at a time and we can do an encounter and then make sure the break and make sure everything's cool with the It's been working out really well. We've been doing that for i think six weeks now um six game sessions, and we're we have not made it very far into that adventure <laughs> good. <laughs> but we are having a lot of fun with it. Um, the other thing that I played, that I've been playing with relatively recently, not so much lately since we've... Uh, I made a, like, tiny little uh, game system mm-hmm. that goes with... So there's a... My buddy put out some... Uh, he calls them Storyteller Cards. And it's a deck of cards that's
1: all the... Your buddy's the Storyteller Cards guy? Yeah, Jason Tagmire. Dude! I love those things. Oh, they're so cool! Like I see, like the ones that are on Kickstarter.
0: Yeah, the the yeah. fantasy one. I
1: fucking love those. I oh have, my god! Have. No, that shit's awesome. I, mean, I use they're, that they're all great, aren't the they? time. That's that's those hilarious. things are
0: cool. I I wrote. Do you have the little books that goes with the with the fantasy one? No,
1: I didn't get the book. I mean, I got it in PDF, but you know, I didn't get the book. Yeah, I got like
0: a game. That. I got a game in there. Oh, it's like a Shh. it's a it's a little uh, it's a little <laughs> RPG.
1: Uh, I didn't man stalk you hard enough. I apologize. <laughs> <Apparently>, <laughs> I would have
3: uh I would have mentioned this, but I was having all those issues early on. Yeah. Um Go on.
0: Yeah, so it's it's this little card-based system. There's no dice.
3: Because there's dice there's
0: like a D twenty on the bottom left hand side of the card. Mm-hmm. So the cards let me for people listening, it's fantasy like cartoony fantasy characters. And then the upper left hand Kind of like
1: Adventure timey feeling. You yeah, know? totally, totally um, that in that style. And then, like, in the four corners of the card, in the upper left, you've got, like, like suit and number. Yep. Uh, upper right, you've got a coin, and it's, it's going to be... either heads or tails. Well, it's either heads or tails, and it's also uh, gold, silver, or copper. Uh, and then the bottom... Is it... Bottom left. Shit. Bottom, bottom left. left is a D20. Yep, and it's one and of And the bottom colors. right... Is like paper, rock, scissors, but it's like swords, shields, and magic. Yes. So uh, it's freaking genius. It's, it's the so nicest cool. little it's, thing. It's really oh. cool.
0: But everybody should pick them up. But I made a little game for it. It's at the back of the book called Swords and Storytellers. It's a it's a RPG system. Uh, it was supposed to be very light, but it's a little too. I think it's a quite card gamey. Like while you're playing or thinking about how you're playing your cards, which. Sort of detracts. It wasn't from, what you intended. It yeah. was sort of detracts from the storytelling aspect of it. But that, mm. but um, I use like I try just to use every single piece of that card in the. So when you're getting monsters, getting loot from monsters, you're you're getting it based on the like coins and rolling right. a d20. It's based on the twenty. You got a hand of cards, and you can pitch cards to like give your bonuses to stuff, and that's pretty interesting. And I was playing that um quite a bit before we started the D and D. That's what
1: I've been running. Neat. Nice. <laughs> Hey, Don, you got anything new for us?
3: Uh, yes, I am no longer running my DCC game because oh. it was just not working, and they uh, usurped me.
1: They usurped you? Yeah, How'd they that usurped happen? me. They, like, they took over, he, you know, someone else is running now?
3: Yeah, well, you know, you might know him as Jason Hobbs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you know how he does hubs. that.
1: Oh, you got Hobbs. Which is fine, He's because I hubs. was kind
3: of hating it. Like, uh-huh. I was having... I. I want to have this conversation on one of these episodes sometime where how much of the setting do you present to the players? how much do you hold back? I think it's kind of like a fine line, but tonight well, I will is not say that, that
1: you know next next recording session, we kind of have the perfect opportunity for that, you know. so
3: nice. So what I have been I today my or, sorry yesterday my wife said if there's a snow day tomorrow i will promise to play a game with you she doesn't like games i'm like oh sweet so i busted out eldritch horror because she kind of likes the story telling aspect okay. speaking of all that you know lovecraft clark Ashen and smith that's, um, yeah, yeah. that's my favorite game. yeah i know and that's and that's why i like you even though i've <laughs> never met you in real life how, how, how does that compare to arkham horror it's better, I think. It's faster. <laughs> it's like it's really faster, yeah. Fa- like, faster. Faster in, like,
1: gameplay, hours. Just overall gameplay. It doesn't take as long. Um.
3: It's streamlined, so, like... And the thing I like the most is when you choose your old one, all the clues and the big encounters are just for that old one. So it's really, it's really tuned in to a more... Streamline like narrative, mm-hmm. you know,
1: rather than being kind of all over the place, which yeah. is totally possible, you know. Yeah, we, we, we like did an lot. epic Arkham horror game
2: that included all expansions and it took 13 hours. It was truly epic, but I don't ever want to play the game again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're playing with people who know what they're doing, I think you can get an L game minus set up like an hour and a half.
2: Oh, that's good.
1: That's, that's really good. That's, it's, yeah,
2: I should pick it up then because I love it.
1: So, um I'll go ahead and ask myself Adam, yeah. have you run anything new and interesting lately? Oh, yes I have. And um <laughs> this last week was the uh was our uh monthly game night here at the Tap Room in downtown Fabulous Downtown Ypsilanti, And um I uh I was not going to run an RPG and uh, my good friend James Deonk was coming into town from some Detroit part place that he lives in and um he uh he said, Hey, I'm coming. What are you running? And I said, oh, I wasn't going to run an RPG. He said, But you need to because I'm showing up. So I ended up doing. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with World of Dungeons, which is the dungeon world hack to make it more old schooly. Mm. Yeah. No. Ish. Mm-hmm. Kind yes. of. Maybe. Yes. Um, so I used that as a basis. And if I needed any further rules, I deferred to delving deeper, which I didn't end up needing. And let me just tell you, it was fantastic game perfect setup it only took us like like maybe 10 minutes to get going um, I've been doing this thing with emergent characters where I've not had people actually roll up their characters before we start playing just tell me what kind of character they're playing and then have that like inform the you know the development of that character um like for example if you want to roll if you want to play a fighter that's great. You're playing a fighter. Well, fighters, you know, when you have to roll for your strength to find out what your strength is, you could instead, if you roll something you don't like, you could give it to another stat and then re-roll it. You know, that's fine. That works. Um, and so that that system, that I really basic system was paying off really well, especially in a bar environment where people are just interested in having a good time, you know? So it's not the crunchiest of things, but this strange mashup I managed to develop out of World of Dungeons and um, and dungeon or delving deeper worked out fantastically for Bar Night. Nice, uh, yeah, it was good. It was a good time. Hmm.
3: Hmm. Did you see what I was playing?
1: Uh, you were playing uh, something with absolutely gorgeous miniatures. I know that. I, uh, was it Cthulhu Wars?
3: Cthulhu Wars. Yeah, uh, fresh was, off was, the boat.
1: Those figures look so beautiful, man. Well, um, folks, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Um, I think we've uh, think we've done this one to death. We know <laughs> we know what's going yeah. on, uh, and we'd like to thank our our guests Shane and Andy. For being with us tonight, um, for once again, me. yeah. Thanks for coming, guys. It's Andy, it's been amazing. Like finding out all like the weird little like <laughs> common threads that are going on. Oh, you're one of the guys from thing that's attached to a, in in a project I like a lot. Oh, and you used to play a bunch of shows with one of my best friends from college. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> weird. Small Shade, Shade is always always a pleasure to hang out with. Uh, Shane, I met you at Grand Con this year, this last year, right? That was the first is that where time. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. Like it it's like one of those like brothers from another mother kind That's of That's right, absolutely. It was, absolutely. It's fantastic. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. Um so gents, it was wonderful having you and um we are very glad that you're going to be joining us for our conversation shortly about uh Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. Um you gorgeous listeners, thank you for being us and the two viewers we've got, thanks for being here oh, hi, save guys. For questions for the second half. <laughs> yeah, there are two viewers. All two of them are here, and uh, we probably have like had them it. on the show it's before. It's standing we're planning on. Yeah.
3: They should let us know who they are.
1: Yeah. Ask us questions in the next yeah. half of the show. If, and When we anyway, come back, yeah. Um, we're going to take five. Uh, you folks, you gorgeous listeners, have a fun time, and uh, I'll be back with all these people. To make fun of them. For just minutes. <laughs> <Heck yeah. laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. So we actually have to stay live, right? We
3: have to stay live not drop from the Hangout. We have to stop the broadcast. Right, so, We're so, uh, press the broadcast. right button. Stop the recording. Right. Yeah, so uh,